Hey friends, welcome back to the Picture It podcast. I'm your host and today we have my friend Craig who is here. Craig and I met on Clubhouse. He is an awesome human being. He is always giving value and sharing and contributing to the discussions that we have there and I'm super excited for you guys to get to meet him and listen in to what he's going to share with us today. So Craig, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on. Again, apologies that we had to reschedule but I appreciate you sticking to it and, and still rescheduling so that we could get it going. I had a new grandbaby that was born and I have been swamped and distracted completely with his cuteness and, and helping with that. So thank you for being here. <laughs> Please. Of all, congratulations on that. And it's always nice having grandkids. And well, we're better to speak. So I'm here now and assuming we're just going to go with it. And well, so first of all, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be on. And I really hope for us to have an awesome discussion to enlighten others to give them that push that reason to go beyond their doubts that they've been wanted for so long in this world of so much uncertainty the future just not being certain not just for everyone or not just externally but actually within ourselves as well so i really believe it for Yes, me too. Thank you for being here again. So do tell everybody, let's start off simple. Tell everybody who you are and what it is you do. And then let's jump into your story. I have a couple of questions for you, but we'll start there. Okay, fantastic. If you listen to me for the first time, my name is Craig Haddell and I'm a mindset and success coach. And I also do life coaching as well. And I help ambitious entrepreneurs and individuals become their best selves, grow without burnout and go from struggling to fulfilled so they could reach their full potential. And my story really is an interesting one because I really know what it's like to struggle. And I really know that I really have been through quite a bit in a relatively short space of time. So briefly, I used to be a school teacher like a lot of people and I ended up leaving and I went into entrepreneurship, had quite a bit of bumps with it. And I wouldn't say I failed per se, but things did not go well after a while. And that also followed by a very rocky relationship and also having a child and also losing my child or our child after like three days, oh right? God. After so many emergencies, have to travel to another country and because certain procedures are not available. So that period of time was hectic and we still ended up losing the child. And that relationship did not last very long. And uh, it really took me back rock bottom. Not from depression, to be honest, but just from the fact that I was in one space and I felt like I was really pushed back. I felt like generally there was, I felt rock bottom, mm -hmm. you know, and in many ways I had to start over. And in many ways I had to really grind it out and actually begin building my business again. And that transition was actually quite difficult. And that really taught me a lot of lessons and it taught me to not just be humble but actually to give people the grace 
to actually help themselves. Meaning that we all have a story, right? There's a covered saying that says, you need to look to turn your mess into a message. And we live out being ashamed of the things that we've had in the past that we were not so proud of. And we tend to like put band-aids over them and generally that doesn't solve the issue. And we let those things stop us from becoming the person that we were really meant to be. So in making that transition into entrepreneurship, not just, being for co- not just as being a coach, but also we sell our programs and also workshops on our website. And also with helping service providers uh, with the funnels and marketing, I have expertise in that as well. And that really inspired me to help others. And lastly, being in the education system, seeing many young people who have quite a bit of potential, were quite precocious, meaning they were talented very, very young, and they and they never let anything materialize. And they never, even when they grew, like they became a shadow of who they're supposed to be. And I didn't see this in not just young people, but also people who are older, whether they fail to launch, whether they are going through midnight crisis. So it said both injuries and it really said them struggle. Uh, there's a common quote that goes by the richest place is in the graveyard. Uh, most people never really live up to their potential. And what your potential is, which I did explain later on, really comes out to you, really comes out to who they really see themselves being, what they actually really wanted, and they just settled. And hence the reason why they're unhappy. So my transitions put me on a path on the mission to help people not just settle, not just be comfortable where they're at, not just be comfortable with what the environment serves them, and actually strategically with action plans, right? Go towards the things that they want, not just in a haphazard way, but where that they actually have balance throughout their lives. Right. I love that. I love that. So it, it sounds, you, you touched on a little bit of some of the personal things that you were going through. And I, I have no words. I can't imagine how hard all of that time frame was for you. Um, when you got through, that, working through that process, what was your aha moment of, okay, this is what I'm going to switch to and focus on and do? What was the the thought process that you had that made you make that decision and then push for that decision? The aha moment for me is that once you begin to feel like you're hitting rock bottom, you don't fear doing anything anymore, right? Typically what most of us struggle with is we're extremely self-conscious. We are extremely insecure about who we are, what the world is gonna think about us if we fall out on our faces. And it takes typically, right? Typically it takes going for quite a bit of adversity to just lose the fear of everything. And as you go for certain things, and as you really simply begin to lose the insecurity, you become way more emboldened, right? That is why a lot of people, they have the resources, time, money, help, and they don't quite go as far. But on the other hand, there are some people who barely have anything. They really barely had the finances or they barely had the network, right? right. Or they could barely speak the language and yet they managed to 
pull through is right. because they were way more determined. They were yeah. hungrier and they were willing to make the way and then the help came to them. So it took me getting through that place. It took me really going for quite a bit to have the resources to really not feel like afraid anymore, but actually be emboldened to really strive as much as possible, not just in a haphazard way, but in a very strategic manner that I teach my clients. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you're touching on the fact that um, we all have things in our past, right? That we let kind of hold us back from pushing for wanting to have more, for wanting to do more, for wanting to be more kind of thing. I think that that's a key thing that not a lot of people talk about um, and how that holds you back and the fear that that can generate and create. And I think it's important to remember that like who you are today is not the same person you were this time last year or five years ago or 10 years ago just the same as for me and for anybody else. We're always, well, we should be always growing and learning and evolving and becoming better. And so being tied to who we were 10 years ago and mistakes we might have made uh, personal, business-wise, whatever it might be back then, it really can be a huge hindrance for moving forward. So I love that. That's an important point you mentioned there because with regards to being stuck with your old identity 10, 20 years ago, because this also occurs for people who've had a little bit of success in the past as well. And as you get a little bit of success, that's good, but you tend to get a little overconfident. You tend to believe that you don't have more to learn and you tend to develop new limited beliefs because the higher that you go, the more that you realize that there is more to go. There are people who have more money than you, people who probably look better than you, who are probably better at what you do than you are. And a new set of insecurities actually settling. So a lot of people, what you find is that as much as they have done well in the past, a lot of the habits, a lot of the beliefs that serve them prior, like we speak it to you, if you listen to this with the replay, it doesn't serve them get to the next level. And that is a group of individuals when you speak of ambitious entrepreneurs and really most individuals who really want more that I really help and work with to help them level up as well. So the sabotage and the limitations happens at all stages. I just wanted to put that in. Yes, yes. No, I totally agree with that. Um, I call that imposter syndrome because you do really good. You got things going and then you hit a spot and then all of a sudden you start comparing apples to apples or oranges to oranges. And it's really not apples and oranges, right? Like there are lots of people that do what you do there are lots of people that do what i do but what you bring to the table is different because it's your heart and your mind and your eyes and your thoughts and perspectives and experience that you're bringing that's different than what everybody else is doing even if they're in the same industry i love that absolutely love that so in your questions that i sent over to you um you said that you like to um you like helping others reach their next level and achieve their big goals to reach their full potential. And I want to know, do you work with like entrepreneurs, solopreneurs? Do you work with bigger businesses, smaller businesses? And with that in mind, do you help them with their business stuff as well as like maybe their fitness goals or their personal goals? Because 
all of that goes together, in my opinion. I, I do not do what you do, but in my personal opinion, if my personal life is not good, if my health is not good, if I'm not like focused and hitting those things, then my business part suffers. So I think that they're very integrated. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that. This is an excellent question. It's actually what I love answering because we, especially people in the business world, corporate or their serial entrepreneurs, whichever end of that spectrum, uh, they tend to have the belief that the business side, the personal side of things is separate. And yes, it will work. Or you go to your office and then you go home, typically, right? But they're all intertwined. And one really affects the other in many more ways than the average person thinks. Oh, yeah. Here's an example. You may have, you may have gotten a promotion or you may have gotten a new major client and your relationship may be in shambles. Your marriage may be on the rocks. And things may just fall apart for you, right? And you, your relationship may be going well, but you can barely pay the bills. I'm juxtaposing two sides there. Right. And you ha people have to understand that, yes, Work-life balance have they have some sub subjectivity to that term, but there is such a thing. There is such a thing because the mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that their professional goals aren't aligned with their personal desires as well. So that is the reason that all of a sudden they just don't fulfill. That is a certain. That is the reason that all of a sudden they may have some success. They may have some success in their work, in their careers, yet they just don't feel happy. And I'm not saying don't feel happy that maybe you want to do challenge, maybe you want something, like they just feel miserable, right. right? That they've done everything wrong despite everyone giving them the accolades for doing well, right? So they felt like they fell short of who they could have been, right? And generally that comes about because of the lack of alignment with your personal goals, your personal vision for yourself, your family, your health and wellness, all of these areas, we need to make sure that our pursuits, as much as possible, integrate all of those areas. And that is why I help you with the fulfillment piece. Because the thing for a lot of people is successful. The most successful a lot of people are the lonely that they could get, despite having high-level people around them. Because the higher that you go, the more yes people that you have, the more people that report to you, the more, the less people who can relate to what you really want to open up about. Right. And people at the top have insecurities too. And I don't say this disparagingly, I say this in that we need to understand that your work life and your personal life, one, they're not separate. And that is part of the reason why we have a lot of the issues that we have, right? For example, people put their goals. They may have a particular goal 20 years from now. Maybe they want to retire, they may want to live a particular lifestyle. And yet they be sacrificed until they reach that period. But you don't know if you're going to live for 20 years from now. Right? <laughs> you really don't. Right. And you have to, while there are certain things that you may not completely be able to do, but you have to understand what part of that thing is really fulfilling that I could start with now, with where I'm at. This sounds simple, but the point is that a lot of people put 
of what they have right now, who they could become, the things that they could really pursue. It's a mystical future that they're never going to see. And if there's one thing this pandemic has taught us, and we recorded this on the throes of the pandemic, it's just about to be over, and the bits of a recession, really, is that if, if there's one thing that this has taught us is that no one knows what the future holds, whether it's economic, whether it's just our life, the people around us. So you really need to understand that the only time that you have is now. You have to make sure that, so for example, people, they clap the corporate ladder to very well in their business, but they neglect their families, right? And they be on paper, in the eyes of the public, they may have a lot of success. But generally, they're unhappy, they're lonely, they're on the cusp of divorce, and they may just have, be having major issues. That is why you find that a lot of celebrities that all of a sudden a breakup just comes up, a divorce just, and no one saw that coming, right? While I can't speak to people's issues, but what I could say is that generally, those areas are out of alignment, right? Generally, that they were putting on the facade that everything was perfect and that they were successful, they had the accolades, where other areas were absolute tatters. Right. So the other thing I want to say of that to wrap up this point is that we tend to let others define what success or what fulfillment looks like for us, right? And success does always have to have having billions of dollars in the bank. Right, right. right. It means something different to everybody, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. When we speak of success, a lot of people believe that being super rich, being um, wealthy, and living a particular lifestyle, but that's not generally what it is. Number one, a lot of this is actually put on. And even those that do it genuinely, both they have some advantage that most people don't have. Meaning, their lives are just different. And the point is that we lack the awareness because of all the stimuli around us to actually define what success is to us and follow that. That is why we're not happy. That is why we so we're so insecure as to what's on Instagram. We live in the world where people spend more time on their phones than they spend actually looking at themselves to be actually being aware as to what they really want and focusing on that. And as those things are out of alignment, that is a reason that is a source of a lot of our unhappiness. And so it's the lack of priorities, it's the lack of really forging a plan, forging goals and a practice that are realistic that work for them, right? Based right. on their values, based on what they really care about, not just professional, but the family as well, right? That is why really people feel stuck. It's not because somebody's doing it that you're not. The problem typically is deeper. That is what I help people with. Yeah. No, I love that. And I agree a hundred percent. Excuse me. So one of the questions that we have listed on here is, in your opinion, what is the real reason people, despite having large goals and lofty ambitions, don't succeed in life? I know that we kind of touched on some of those things, right? The fears and the insecurities. Is there anything else that you would add to that that you find to be most common in your experience with helping people? Typically, we are a product of our environment, whether that environment is physical, the people around us, where we live, the neighborhood, that we are the family members that we are, the spouses that we are next to all the time, mm-hmm. but also digitally as well. And 
what you find is that as much as we have the ideas, we have the desire. We all, to a large extent, fall victim to that. We all know the say that you the average of five move you around. And there is truth to that. But people, the reason why most people don't succeed is because the programming is faulty. They have unconscious programming that is telling them that they don't deserve to be there. They're not good enough. They're not smart enough, right? Or they're not handsome or beautiful enough, right? Or the family isn't wealthy enough, right? And a lot of tribal cultures where that is more promoted or for racial reasons. I mean, at least we, we could go down the list, but typically the biggest reason is not because of the past as much as that's an actual legitimate reason, but because of the unconscious programming that their current environment has given them. Gotcha. And that's the thing with a lot of people. So let's look at people generally who are wealthier and they lose their money. Typically they get it back much faster. And the biggest reason is that they've already been programmed for success. They, were, they already intimately know what that's like, right? And they may have lost it, but they don't land the belief that they can get there again. The reason I'm using that analogy is that on the other hand, people who have not, you know, that the best, they're really afraid of the next step. They're afraid to take initiative. They're afraid to do, to do the things that they know they actually should be doing. And they don't know why, right? I like to mention the analogy of, we may be confident, we may be conscious to tell ourselves certain things, but it's always iceberg. That's a comfortable, that's at the back of our throat that we cannot quite, we cannot see ourselves, but we just know it's there. And right. typically, that is what needs to be resolved in most people. And yes, your environment is a big cause of that, but it's also the subconscious program that you're taking it through all this media. So generally, that is why, because and again, I said in the past that some people may have less than you, but if their programming, if their subconscious, if their beliefs are more aligned than yours, if they don't have all those uh, insecurities, what they don't deserve, even if the action is perfect, they'll find a way to get them, right? Uh, right. On the other hand, what do we have quite a bit of resources? They have the desire, motivation, the will. That is why they struggle. Typically, that is the bubble that it's bursting. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a lot to unpack there, but it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So if someone new is listening today and they have never met you on Clubhouse, this is their first time getting to meet you and to talk with you. What are some key components that they can look out for themselves to decide if they have some of that faulty programming and could maybe use some help? Kind of like, you know, you know that self-evaluation, is there anything yeah. they could do for that to help figure that first out? All, first of all, we all have limited beliefs to a certain extent. Yeah. And the first step, if you're listening, you, you write a hobby, you heard me for the first time, or you just come across this podcast for the first time. Yeah. Understand that we all have stories that we tell ourselves. We all have negative thought patterns that allow that make us second guess ourselves. And while some of that is just your actual mind, right? speaking to you, we do not live in the time where 
we f- we have so much fear that we our lives are actually threatened if we take a particular action if we make a particular if we make a decision or we take a particular action so what you could do is actually take some time off and actually be honest about what are you really thinking what are you really afraid of right we use all this technology to stuff our attention spans with everything else about for ourselves right so the first thing is to actually take some time and actually be honest with yourself and then generally generally that's where it starts because that is where the actual thoughts that you've been holding back on the apologies you've been wanting to give the things you've been wanting to do with your life the people you've been wanting to reach out to the projects you've been wanting to take up the goals you've been wanting to pursue that is where it really begins to come up so you need to take more time with yourself that is what secondly you need to have a routine that starts with you every day the first thing that most of us do is that we always start, start our day with technology where it's scroll through facebook youtube any other platform and it teaches you to put your focus on other things rather than yourself right okay so take it to that for yourself in the beginning of the day it really helps cement you and your presence for the day and that it really helps you go through the day a lot more away a lot calmer and actually don't be as reactive to everything around you including problems as they come right the last thing is that you need to visualize and be clear on what you want many of us are taking lots of action we're doing but we don't have we don't have the clarity of what really success looks like for us right if you want to and again, again this comes in many forms uh, you could have a vision board you want a particular car what does that car look like you want to go on a particular vacation what does that vacation look like or you want to you want to dream body what does that body look like right yeah. you want to do it or you want to send partner potentially what that looks like and we could go into the law of attraction really of manifestation but generally you get what you see predominantly in your mind's eye so right. if you focus on struggling debt being broke right not having enough all the reasons why you can't or you're not successful that is what you will attract right it kind of puts you in that mindset of of want and need and not having enough love that yeah so we have to realize that you if you want to get certain things coupled with the action coupled with actually doing the work you have to be focused on what you want and generally that is where it begins to shift that the, the shift will be subtle but by changing your focus you begin to attract more opportunities to the actual things that you want. So these are three action steps I would recommend. If you're listening for the first time, or if you're a seasoned listener, or whether it's a clubhouse or anywhere else that this is published, you take time to get clear what you want. Right. You is the trigger. Right. I love that. I love that. Thank you for that, Craig. Okay. My final question for you is going to be, if you had one tip that you could give people that are struggling right now, that they could take away, like they could finish this podcast episode and step out of their car or go run the rest of their errands, whatever it is that they're doing the rest of their day, that they could implement right away in getting into that better mindset, what would it be? Do the thing that you're afraid of. 
We all know what we have to do next. We all know what the next level potentially may look like for us. It may always be super clear, right? But we have an idea. So the thing that you put it off typically is where your biggest growth actually lies at. So whatever that thing is, even if you'll be happy to be teachers with money, you may not be able to fully afford your particular program that you want, but take small steps and take the most action that you can take, right? Love you need that. a stronger why than the how. Yeah. And generally, if you're committed, and committed is not, commitment is not just in speech, but in actual action, and you actually do one thing that you put it off, that you really want to do, but feel comfortable, and we all have to do those things, that is where you make the progress. That is where you really get to change. That is where you become a new person because you shifted out of your comfort zone. You grow very, very quickly. But the best people in the world have the accountability. They have the coaches that constantly put them there. And if you're listed, it's okay to go for things on your own, but it's okay to also get help through someone like myself as well. You don't have to suffer alone. You really don't. But on the other hand, the journey the work has to be done by you. So understand that, just understand that you really have to commit to doing what's in your best interest and not just what feels good because that is where really where our comfort zone lies. And what we want is really, and what really fulfills us is on the other side of what keeps us comfortable right now. I love that. I love that. The visual that that brought up for me was that you're standing in front of a giant, a giant ditch, and there's a log to walk across it. And like, you can have someone hold your hand and help you walk across it, but you still have to be the one to move your feet and walk across it. I don't yeah. know why that came to mind, but it did. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, I have your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your website, and then a link for a clarity call. So if anyone listening was interested in doing a clarity call with you, um, what is that all about? If you could give us a little bit more info. It, I offer, uh, it is available, it's a limited availability. But I offer a, what I call a clarity call to anyone who really needs a second air to speak to. And they're going through certain things right now and others may not know about it. And they know that they cannot stay where they are right now, right? right? And, or they may be in a decent place, but they know to get to the next level, they will need external help. So if that's you, that is what the call is for. It is to really get clear on your goals. It is to get clear on, so there we'll assess where you are right now, identify and clarify what's keeping you stuck from what you really want, right? And present you with some really good options to get there, inclusive of some options that we may have. But generally, it is valuable whether one becomes a client or not, they always work, walk away with something that they can really, um, something that they can really implement. And I say this because I've actually get, I, I actually have gotten testimonials just from that call, right? Wow. So that just speaks to the impact that typically it has. So I implore you 
if these are these breakthrough sessions are really offered a couple of times a month. Okay. If I'm speaking to you, if I'm speaking through you, this is resonating. In any way, it's free. The availability be dot always be there. Please book a call. And please, if you want to work with me, it's really an excellent way to get a taste of what coaching would be, be, be like. Or the other programs that we run. So that is essentially what the call is. And that is essentially what it really helps others with. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And I will make sure I have those links in the episode details. So you guys, if you want to connect with Craig and you want to book a clarity call, you will find those links listed down below. Make sure you go check them out. Um, Craig, I know that you are on several different social media platforms. Uh, you have on here LinkedIn and Facebook. So if people wanted to connect with you, which like, are those your two main places that you hang out? Um, where is well, your preferred connection spot? Well, I have a YouTube channel as well. It's Career Channel Coaching. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook. I would say YouTube, probably LinkedIn for social media are a better way to reach me. But also my website. I also have a blog on there. And you would find everything that you need on my website if you really want to just find everything. Okay. So I publish content on various platforms and they may not always be the same because of the audience and the various restrictions. But generally, just visit the website if you really want to find out more, if you really want to inquire. You, you should find what you need. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And I will make sure I have that website link there for you all to check out. So with that, we're going to wrap up here. Do you have anything coming up that you're working on um, besides the clarity call that you would like to let people know about and get some eyeballs and some support on it? Sure. Right now we're launching a series of workshops and the first one is actually coming up next week. Okay. And you simply go to my website, the details will be there. And I'm saying this because as of, if this place, if this is a replay, the link or the date we have passed, but simply go to the website creation.com slash workshops, I will redirect you to the next available workshop. These workshops are intimate sessions. They have a fee of course, but on there, you don't just get the information, but you get a chance what I want, ask me questions, and work through a particular issue in real time. And I want to say this because courses are fantastic and I have a couple, but workshops are for those who want to solve the problem immediately. Right, right. That is how, that is how we have workshops, right? Yes, That's you want to like jump in, dig in and do stuff. <laughs> yeah, just do stuff and get it over with. Even if you have to do a little bit of implementing afterwards. So I'm saying this, I'm taking time to say this because some people prefer to live that way. And yes, it may cost a little more, but once you block up the time, because cost completion rates are like under 10%, even for people who buy, they're actually quite this well. So if that's you, the workshop will be a good option. So it's on our website or let's visit creation.com slash workshops. I generally redirect you to the next available one or also the recordings of those that we host. So yes, we do have our workshop offerings that we're doing right now. And I really enjoy the format and it really gives um, myself just work what I want with people, even outside of a coaching capacity. And I would say also if you're a coaching client, generally you may get a discount or an invite to one of our workshops as well. So 
you get really two for one. And that is something that I do for others. So there are various ways of working with me, but generally for one-on-one -on -one coaching, that is something that I offer as well. And if you're interested, just book the call. Uh, we'll go through where you at, do a bit of an assessment, and eventually we both together, right, will determine what's best for you personally. And then we'll go from there if we have to. Awesome. Love it. Thank you for that, Craig. All right. Well, thank you for being here with me today. I appreciate you taking time out and talking with us. Awesome to be here. <laughs> and thank you to all of our friends who are listening in. Again, I'm going to make sure that I have all of Craig's links in the info section here on the episode so you can go and connect with him. Go check out the website, book a clarity call, give him, give him a chat up, talk, check out the YouTube stuff. There's lots of things going on. Look at the workshops. Um, and I will talk with you about publish dates so that we can coordinate and get that actually out before the workshops happen. So go check him out. Thank you for being here. And we will see you guys all again at the next one. All right. Thank you again, Craig. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X.